0: Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So today is episode 98. We are getting closer to that magical number of 100. So today's guest is probably one of the most requested guests I've had during lockdown. I'm not sure if it's because it was lockdown or because (laughs) of people have been watching normal people or what the story was. But today's guest is Jenny Keene. So Jenny is a tantra yoga teacher, holistic sex educator. Uh, massively into astrology as well but it's the host of orgasm online which the next event is on the 7th of august and come together events in september there's men and female events so jenny thank you so much for coming on today
1: thank you so much for having me shane
0: how are you holding up in general
1: i'm i i'm orgasmic
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think that's gonna be the word of the day on this uh this will be one of those podcasts where I'm going to be quite awkward and going to be a shy little turtle. So I'm not going to do much of the talking and I may even turn the camera off. I'll
1: just keep saying orgasmic.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um So the reason why I want to get Jenny on, apart from the amount of people messaging me to get her on, was this is a podcast for health and fitness. But I think sexual health kind of has to come into that under the bracket of health and from from education from growing up as a teenager and being a lad there wasn't a lot of education provided to us um and i think it's one of those things that a lot of people there's a lot of stigma being uh, kind of getting rid of there's a lot of work to do but jenny's doing incredible work so i'm going to let jenny talk about how you got it got into or you can tell your story how you got into yoga and how you got into kind of teaching and educating people about sex
1: okay <laughs> Where I begin? good start <laughs> Um, how, where did I start? I mean, uh, it definitely comes from my own um, uh, personal journey, that I think all uh, things like this do. I mean, I'm really teaching from a space of something that this is like my passion. Um, if I wasn't doing it, I uh, don't know what I would be doing. <laughs> But it's funny. So uh, when I follow like the thread of this all the way through, I feel like um, it's a theme that's been very much a part of my life, you know, from the time that I was a teenager. But I suppose it began uh, because I uh suffered with really really bad periods from the time um that I started bleeding um I would be I had cysts on my ovaries from when I was a kid or from when I was a teenager and I'd be in hospital with them and um I was put on the pill quite young and um I suppose then once I, I, you know, did was going about my life in terms of going to, to university and getting a kind of a full-time permanent position in a corporate environment. And um then I left everything, you know, and um decided to go traveling. And while I was traveling, I stopped, um I ran out of the pill basically. And during that time I started to notice very quickly how the men that I was attracted to completely changed so yeah it was really interesting so I Went from um, a very particular type of man in terms of like they. For, I'll tell you this just shining not like so they had to be in the gym like they had to be. Like,
0: oh, a gym or, Okay. Or a gym. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Huge. You know. Um. Like big legs, big arms, big necks. You know. And uh. And essentially, what ended up happening was when I came off the pill. And I was traveling I started to I remember the first guy that I liked uh that I was attracted to and it was he was so Different, like it just took me by surprise. He was a little bit shorter than me, um, uh, very thin, you know, and um, really funny. You know, I loved him, he was amazing, but I was so shocked. I was like, Whoa, I'm attracted to this guy! and then that started to happen more often. And I was like, Okay, what's changed? My sense of smell changed, and so then I was like, Oh my god, this is the pill, you know, because um then, uh, so then I anyway, I decided I was never going on the pill again because I was really like, I'm in these kind of like four. Sort of like early to mid 20 years like what if I end up with somebody you know who um basically who the pill has told me I fancy you know uh, so I decided that that was it I was never going back on it again um and so but my period came back worse than ever and um, with a vengeance this time I felt like so I was bleeding when I was bleeding I was bleeding like between like around 10 days at a time but I was like incapacitated like on the floor pains like up and down my body you know and I'm I'm obviously really into I'm teaching yoga at this time I'm into yoga at this time and I'm saying like no to the painkillers and I remember like I would have an explosive, I never knew when my period was coming, it would come between like 39 and 75 days, but three days before and I would have an explosive fight with somebody close to me and uh, essentially I would like, okay you know, my periods coming in three days and it'd be like kind of like preparing for war. I'd go down and get like, you know, uh, ginger shots from like the juice places and everything. And um and like I'd have like I'd be stocking up, you know, it was really interesting. And uh and then you know I'd be on the floor. My mum would come into the room I'm like, bring me the ginger shot and she's just like, take the tablets. And I'm like, no, no, you know, because I'm like, you know, I'm holistic now, you know. But um uh I'm I think move it thankfully now I'm much more, you know, I'm very much more about a hybrid, you know, of all these things. All so Looking Ultimately, back on myself, insects, I probably definitely you know? would taking the tablets um, just for, you know, um, support, you know, help. It was really difficult to go through. So uh, essentially, then I went back to a ecologist the first thing I said was I don't want to go on the pill and uh, after loads of tests I am essentially and I've told the story loads so but I had a load like basically was told loads of things PCOS, endometriosis, all this stuff and that I was infertile and that um, I the, the only option for me after receiving all of these messages the only option was for me was to go back you know on hormonal contraception and or the pill and I was just I remember feeling defeated completely defeated and being like what the hell you know um and and so i went out um, and and I, I was sitting in the car and this is really when this kind of I, I kind of describe it like a, a lightning bolt you know like it literally I was like you know you're I was feeling like like so heavy uh feeling very inadequate in terms of like my identity as a woman you know and uh devastated on so many levels and then next time I just had this like lightning bolt that was like like shot into my head went down my spine and literally like felt it spark my womb and it was and I know this sounds crazy I know this sounds crazy so but this is what I felt and I literally had an image of like my womb you know knocking on a door being like pay attention to me you know and so I um I I I, I felt then I was like, oh my God, everything that has happened to me in the past, you know, and I tell that one story, that was only one thing of many things that was happening. I was like, everything that's ever gone on has been my womb saying like, hey, like pay attention to me. And I realized in that moment how disconnected I was from myself. And so uh, I went and um, it took me on a very beautiful uh, challenging orgasmic <laughs> path um, to really uh, con- learn how to connect with myself and so I was already into yoga I got very into tantra yoga at this moment in time because for me tantra yoga is an incredible holistic science you know that takes in um, all all things into account so not just the kind of I'm fully into the magical the mystical side of yoga but I also I'm really I'm very much kind of like okay, well like prove it, you know? (laughs) So it's like this idea, like I want to know what's actually happening. And so I ended up um, going down an incredible path and I'm I've always been really curious. I've always been asked, like, I always am asking a million questions in my head. And I think it's almost like a very childlike quality that I've just never lost. You know how kids are always like, you know, why is the sky blue? Why is that, why is that flower growing? Why is that dying? You know, it's like, I never lost this. And so I also as well will never took anyone's answer as that's, that's the truth. I wanted to know everything that anybody knew and I also as well only wanted to learn from the best so I basically uh, like ate up books and um, tried to find and also like anything like clinical data research like I was on medical journals and like contacting the people who were writing them like so anyone who was really um progressive in their point of view of like you know uh looking at different ways holistic ways or just alternative ways to um to heal like the 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 things that I was experiencing and as part of the tantric path um I mean I very much started from an energetic point of view with all of this so also doing kind of like I mean and it was like a full-on kind of like part of it was just like this is insane like what am I even doing but I was very much just following what I was feeling correctly, I remember doing Wiccan practices at certain points you know and like trying to understand like you know uh about the spell work you know so all these like I was I'm open to everything you know and um so I was doing all of this and uh and essentially when it came to this work it's really impossible to separate it from uh from my from your sex it's your part of your sexuality and that includes sex you know so um i suppose uh you know like as I was like you know talking to people about menstruation and um, why someone would develop develop PCOS like what's actually happening in the body for that to happen on a hormonal level and all this kind of stuff like I was also you know trying to figure out like what's female ejaculation you know um, and finding these incredible people who were doing really amazing work in that field and basically I would ring them or email them you know and I would like contact them and like this is like before I mean this space was it's much bigger than it is now or that, like now it's much bigger and it's definitely more um, open and more available to people. But like years ago when this was happening, like it wasn't. So I would contact them and say like, you know, I want to, I want to know about this. Like, and I read your books and now I want you to mentor me. And they're like, what? And I'm just like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm a yoga teacher. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. And I think it was more out of shock than anything else as well. Um, and I'm also a little bit like a dog with a bone, but I won't give up, you know? um so uh and and i suppose that is i mean part of how i got to where i am now and i suppose when i i i said this to you earlier shane but like i all of this work that i have done you know um everything that i've done has really been um self-directed and self-authored let's say and it's because I had these questions for myself and I was trying to figure out the answers and um and so I never intended and I say I never intended to teach this and then I have to like think back like when I was like a teenager I was teach, I was I was asking my friends like about their sex lives you know I didn't have sex until I was 19 and um a lot of my friends had it much younger than me and I would ask them questions and I ended up being someone that people would come to for you know about sexual health questions because I was reading books at this moment of time as well you know um and that was because of my mom. She was, she's incredible. Like she took me into a bookshop when I had a boyfriend when I was 13 and was like, we're not leaving until you pick a book up. And I was just like, I I think a defiant teenager, like absolutely no way. I was like, I'm not gonna have sex mom. I'm only 13. And she's just like, pick a book. We're not leaving. And I would just like picked it up without even looking at it. But then like that night, like ate the book up, you know, like under my bed with the torch on, you know, and, um, uh flicking through flicking through the book and so was always really curious was always very open about speaking about this um about this subject um but initially I never really uh intended to be teaching this you know uh, to people and I suppose how it happened is that one year I came home from Thailand to surprise my friends for um to surprise one of my friends for her birthday and I was, we were, I arrived, you know, and my friends were like, oh my God, you look amazing. Like, you're so different. Like, what's, you know, uh, like, what are you doing? You know? And I was like, yoga. And they're like, no, you're doing more than yoga, you know? And so then um, I didn't tell them at first, but then I got into the conversation and it was so funny because everyone was quiet and their faces were kind of like, <laughs> you know, like shocked that I was saying what I was saying. Um, But every single one of them, messaged me afterwards privately and said i'm really interested in everything that you said i'd love to like meet and talk to you more about it um and so everyone's every one of them individually said that to me so i basically put a message back into the group and i said everyone's messaged me individually so i'm going to collectively answer you here i was like why don't we all just get together and talk about it you know um and so i ended up uh putting on uh, a, a, or i suppose like having uh, maybe having the confidence to put a workshop on in Ireland. That was in the first one I did was in 2016. Um, and so it, it very much just grew from there. I mean, I had, I think I had like around 11 or 12 people the very first time and then it grew and grew. And then last year I had 22 women um, in the workshops and this is really just because of the space, you know, like I couldn't fit any more in. And uh, then obviously with lockdown and going online, um, there's no kind of limit on, on, uh on the amount of people that can come and so it just blew up you know
0: <laughs> it's gone mad because like as I said like the amount of messages I've had like yourself and one other person the amount of messages I get on to get yourself on was, was mad and it's great to see someone thrive in a and thrive in lockdown as well because a lot of people have unfortunately lost mm-hmm. a lot of stuff have lost their jobs but like it, it's amazing to see um, and one of the things that you have spoken about is orgasm, <laughs> which is the word of the day. Um, <laughs> do you think the the stigma out there talking about it is has improved, or what can be done to kind of improve it, both on a male perspective and a female perspective? Because I think this is potentially t- taboo on both sides.
1: I think the first thing with regards to this is to recognize that sex is as normal, a conversation as anything else, you know, and it's, um, it, it should be an open ongoing conversation. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I kind of say this a little bit like every now and again in workshops and things, but you know, we're taught so much, you know, we're taught like um, how to be a good worker, you know, in school, we're taught, um, you know, uh, how to have good manners Um, and we're brought up with all of these things but nobody ever teaches us you know how to talk about sex when we're younger nobody ever teaches us how to have good manners in bed and um, as much as you want the conversation about sex to be different it just isn't Um, you know great sex is so many things great sex is great communication you know and and I think that is um taking taking the idea of sex, uh, as being something that's taboo is really important because it's, it's natural. Everyone's doing it, you know? Um, and, uh, and I, I think the most important part is and the reason I talk about sex education so much is because it's really severely lacking, which is why you know there's this secrecy about it which is why there's this shame about it you know and we, we can't deny that we're coming from a, a world where you know the the catholic church was there and everything like this and you know sex is a sin and um you know we do come like i i i was i was in a all girls catholic school you know and there were still nuns there you know when i was there so and i'm 33 now you know so i'm still quite young so you know think of like a, a couple of years uh older you know um people who are women who are a couple of years older than me um and even older still and like that's you know um that's like my aunties my mother you know my grandmother so it's it's we've been passed down a very particular message you know so for me it's uh just taking away the idea that talking about sex is something that should be you know only done in private you know why why should it only be done in private? Um, you know, learning how to have a great sex life with yourself or with somebody else is really about connection. You know, it's about communication. Um, it's about uh, you know pleasure. It's about love. You know, and these are all really important ingredients to any um, any kind of vital life. You know and all of us are seeking that kind of life you know to have a full exciting um uh pleasure-filled life you know even though i suppose uh and what i and what i recognize um and try to help other people recognize is that oftentimes the way that we are taught to live um it does not move us towards pleasure you know so it's about really reclaiming that in your life you know and uh, sex is a great way to do that you know because we're all interested ultimately in sex you know
0: <laughs> yeah and like and the other thing you talk about then is kind of like the other side of it which is kind of sexual mastery. Mm. Uh, and you talk about that like it, it's not given to you and you kind of talk about that on one of your posts and I, when I read it I was like wow this is actually it, it's very very thought-provoking so that's why I wanted to talk about it and the kind of like sexual mastery is not given to you is what kind of the headline said on your on your posts. can you kind of expand on that a little bit more
1: yeah of course and it's this it, you know it's really this idea that um we we live in a very sexually immature culture, you know, and uh, from the time that we we grow up, we we're we're learning about how to use our sexuality, you know, um, and we learn and we learn this very much, you know, um as we become teenagers you know i talk about this in orgasm online i talk about the developmental stages of um of sex and so just like we have developmental stages as a human being you know so like we're um an infant and then we're a child and then we're an adolescent and then we're an adult you know our sexuality also has these developmental stages and they re- it's really interesting to learn about this because it really gives your sexuality context and the story of your sexuality so whatever that story is you know whether you are someone who's really open about talking about sex whether you can't say the word at all you know whether you would never dream of saying it whether you believe having more than one partner means that you're a slut so all of these really interesting um things uh, about our sexuality they they're they're being given to us in these really beautiful formative years when a lot of us don't have access um to really healthy and worthwhile education so w- as a teenager you know we're surrounded by our peers and this is really um you know uh the idea that who you surround yourself with um is having an influence on how you think about your about your about your what, and what you feel about your sexuality and so you know you'll watch you know if if someone um like kisses a boy or kisses a couple of boys and then they might get called a slut you're taking that information in it's really interesting you know uh you know boys have it a little bit differently you know and uh, you're being told as well like you know if as a teenager you come down you're trying to express your sexuality and understand it, and you come down and wearing a short skirt you know and uh your parents say you're not bloody going out looking like that go back upstairs and put your sweatpants on or something like this and you're being told a very particular message there you're being told that you know uh your sexuality is something that is um has uh, has has reason um, has reason for, uh, for caution, you know, let's say, um, on nowadays, even on Instagram, you know, so our, when we were, um, I don't know what age you are Shane, but around my age, our peer group was a, a lot closer than it is right now. It generally only extended to our friends in our school. Whereas now the peer group is at a global level. So we've got something like Instagram where, you know, kids are, uh, being fed, information very quickly about their sexuality so they're seeing um is it uh, not kim kardashian uh, kylie and kendall the two younger ones um, the they're the Kardashians and they're saying, oh well look, um she has uh you know big lips, big tits, big ass like and she portray- she portrays herself in a very particular way, takes very particular images of herself, and look at all the followers she has. So they're being fed very particular information about their sexuality, and so and this happens all of the time. So when I say this uh, this thing that we're living in this sexually immature culture, it's one that isn't taking. Um, the conversation of sex to a mature space, to teach people that, you know, actually this developmental stage of exploration is really important in your sexuality. So wearing a short skirt is part of that exploration, you know, Um, and so what ends up happening is that we learn to, and, and again, we're taking on these lessons, like very much just unconsciously, we're being taught to use our pleasure and um, to use pleasure and to use our sexuality as a currency okay and when i talk about this as an currency, is that you give it in exchange for love you give it in exchange for um worthiness you give it in exchange for power or security or connection you know and most of us aren't even aware that we are engaging with our sexuality on this level but it stays with us the whole way through our life until we really take note of this you know and in terms of living in this immature um kind of of culture around sexuality we're also emotionally we're also um emotionally immature yeah so um uh I actually got a a question from a a younger um girl uh, um and she said when do you know um when do you know you're ready to have sex and I found the question really interesting because most of us don't know but for me it's like understanding um emotional maturity is really important like can you have the conversation with whoever you're about to engage with about you know uh what you want you know um and what you don't want um do you have an understanding of what what uh, what it's like to change your mind and to know that you have you actually have the capability to change your mind right before it happens and says no wait i'm not ready you know um give me a break you know and to have that emotional maturity and that ability to have that really i mean it takes a huge level of emotional maturity to have that conversation uh with somebody and to have both parties be participating in that um um at that level you know and so when it comes to this like having emotionally mature and profound sex it's really about connecting to uh to what your body wants in that moment you know to connect to the pleasure that is pulsing through your body you know to allow it to um to have the ability to allow it to expand and that's you know you allowing it to expand your partner allowing that to expand as well and essentially coming together um uh from the space of the heart you know uh learning how to allow that your own pleasure your unique pleasure to pulse and course through you and to offer that as a gift to your partner you know um and this is really uh how when we talk about sex in terms of sexuality in terms of connection you know in terms of um in terms of currency as something that we give you know um it's it's less about like the uh exchange for you know something that we need and more about an exchange that really comes from a fullness that we've already opened up in our own Bodies, our own hearts, our own minds. And when you connect on that level, it has this really profound impact on every part of your life, on your health, on your well-being, on your connection to yourself, on your connection to others. Um, and it just keeps going, you know? And so in terms of in terms of sexual mastery, we've never been taught how do you do this because sex happens on many different levels you know not just the physical level but the emotional level the mental level and um and so sexual mastery is how how do you how do you harness, how do you harness that ability, that power, you know, that exists on all levels? And then how do you, uh, how do you share that with somebody, you know? And I really believe that sexual mastery and from my own, you know, uh, journey through this, that it comes by way of education, um, and exploration, you know, that it is something that's always evolving and it's really important you know to understand how your body works on a physiological level you know that you understand where the bits are you know um that you're uh you're able to look you know at your vulva um and and that it's not something that's that's uh, shocking to you because you're looking so often it's like oh that's my vulva you know um and 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 then to explore you know in terms of what are the pleasure pathways on your body you know and how does your body respond to this type of touch how does your body respond uh to to you know these uh these smells you know so it's like working with your body on this kind of full sensory level um and basically understanding your pathway of pleasure because we all have our you our own kind of unique um arousal you know uh, arousal recipe let's say in our body like how our body reacts to certain things and this is always changing so it means that this is a journey where you have to really dedicate yourself to constantly learning how to you know show up you know constantly learn um uh Constantly learn um uh what your body is saying to you and and then constantly learning how to share that you know so um I mean that's a really big long explanation of that, but for me, sexual mastery comes on on these multiple levels you know, and uh oftentimes like I really believe there's a certain point in everyone's sexual journey where um, they say and again this is part of the developmental stages of our sexuality where they say there has to be something more than this and at that moment in time you know you've moved into the next stage which is um, erotic expansion and that's generally where you're starting to look and seek really good sexual education where you're seeking uh, teachers you know because this is how we learn we learn through relationship you know and uh we learn through you know hearing other people's stories we learn through watching other people you know and uh and this is really um Uh, And this is really where I I come back to this idea of can we create an environment where this conversation is ongoing, you know, it's open all the time and it's also honest, you know, because uh, that's important as well.
0: No, like there's so much, there's so much, I've been literally writing down little time points and stuff like that for like little snippets and stuff when, when the episode comes out, but it was definitely the thing that kind of came out there was kind of like everyone has like a different chemical makeup, the different touch and stuff is so unique to every single person. Everyone has a different kind of stimulus and everyone has a different taste um, for everything and stimulation and stuff like that. And that kind of leads into kind of like the, the masturbation thing. Which is kind of like self care is a stress relief, and that's a powerful way to it's almost seen as a way to shame people and you talk about that that it shouldn't be seen that way and kind of trying to remove that stigma so i'm going to let you talk about that and give yourself uh, ask John if you're on a longer break <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah it's it's really interesting because um it you also have to acknowledge uh with all of this like so what you were saying with you know our different makeup and stuff and what i mean by saying is like you have to really meet yourself where you're at today because uh like you know this like most of us know this like every single day we are changing you know um you know who i am last week isn't who i am right now today because different have experiences has has had an impact on my physiological state on my mental state on my emotional state so what i need right now today isn't necessarily what i had last week you know so you know for some of us and this is like very interesting because if you read these kind of like magazine tips you know it's like tips for you know uh if you've like you know lost touch like you know like oh I've got a low libido or a low, low sex drive like here's tips to bring it back it's like yes there's kind of like a baseline tip but really you got to look at where are you at like how is your body functioning right now how's your nervous system you know it's really really important like are you are you stressed and bombarded with that stress because that has an effect on how you feel you know and like what kind of touch you want generally where where people are really Kind of in states of anxiety and and high states, states of stress where they're in that kind of high vibration all of the time the, the idea of touching them like really slowly where you're almost kind of caressing their skin can actually drive their body into it an even more hyper aroused state which isn't what is necessarily good for them because it can cause their body to panic even more. And either they'll go into a state of kind of, you know, explosion where that everything goes, you know, um, uh, goes out, or they implode and, and go into a state of, let's say freeze or even numbness. Um, and then suddenly sex is becoming something that's obligatory in that space, you know, where you're just having it because you feel like you need to have it, you know? So it's really interesting, so acknowledging where you're at right now with regards to your um recipe let's say like what your what your body wants like in terms of how to arouse it is really important and then when it comes to orgasm and and shame you know which is what you were talking about there um I, i i i was saying this in a recent post you know that it's like it's really it's really important uh it's a really important topic because really like shame is absolutely everywhere you know um and it's it's not inherent to our nature and by that I mean it's not inherent to who you are as a human being you know and I I always say this like as an example like watch children watch children how they like how they run, you know, all over the place, how they'll, you know, just go up to somebody they don't know and be like, hello, you know, they have this confidence about who they are and they have a confidence in how they share that in the world as well. Um, and also as well, like if you look, like I always, I always, I'm always blown away by this, you know, when you have like little kids and they like lift up the and go, look at my belly, you know, and like, there's this thing where they're, they're, uh, they're, they're shining with this confidence, you know, but over the years we start to undergo this really powerful process of learning shame through conditioning learning shame through experience you know we we learn um you know uh by interacting with people that you know um and and as well peers like how our friends relate to us as well like when we're kids is really powerful so you know uh, you can like be kind of like dismissed as being a, you know, someone and you can get the message of like, oh, like, I'm not good enough or you get the message of I'm too much. So if if I'm really loud and being exuberant and, you know, um and jumping all over the place, uh, then nobody likes me. So I have to tone myself down and you make yourself a little bit smaller excuse me and that's just one example of that but it happens over and over and over again we learn it we learn it through watching our parents and our family um we learn all of these things we pick them all up all the time and so (coughs) excuse me (coughs) oh excuse me but um and 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 shaming is so prevalent um that it's so rare to meet somebody who hasn't been on the receiving end of shame at least once in their life and like i can very clearly remember the moments as being a child where i was shamed you know um and 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 not really understanding it then, you know, uh, but I definitely recognizing well. <laughs> um, as I move like, through my life, how I took that on, you know? And so once we learn shame, we start to self-propagate it by shaming ourselves, you know? And so self-shaming is so ingrained in us that we barely notice it. Um, But what we do notice is an erosion of our confidence, okay? What we do notice is that there is this feeling that there is something fundamentally wrong with us, you know? And we learn that there is nothing that we can do about it either you know it's really interesting it's just something that we we are given because it can this shame is this is this really powerful like consuming emotion and it literally thrives it gets learning its energy how to um, allow that off your own uh, pleasure your fear, that you fear pleasure that you are not good in. enough and so think about shame as this like living entity for a moment okay in order for shame to survive it needs those thoughts let's say okay and needs the moments where we're thinking we're not good enough because that's where shame is feeding from okay and think about anything when you try to Uh, when you try to go on a diet or something you know and you stop eating a certain thing it's like there's this initial reaction where your body seeks you know like it's like or not your body but like your body seeks more of that food that it's craving as it's trying to get uh, get it out of you so even removing shame from your body is something that's very or removing shame from your experience is something that's really really uh, hard to do not impossible but it takes a huge amount of vigilance because shame is constantly looking for those moments where it can feed itself so So you're standing in the in the mirror and you're just brushing your teeth and you're not totally aware you know that this is happening because as I said it's so ingrained but your eyes are actually scanning you know the parts of your body um that uh where you feel inadequate you know so you'll look at maybe um I don't know like a spot on your face or you'll look and see like are your crow's eyes uh, a little bit more pronounced today or you'll look and see like is your belly um is your belly a little bit bigger you know so it's like these uh it's like this thing that it's feeding off very very like subconsciously so it's about learning really like uh to take this as a practice where you're unlearning those things that have been given to you you know like these thoughts of what beauty is you know it's this really interesting thing you're fed this so unconsciously all of the time um and so you have to be really vigilant and conscious of this you know um and like I mean, I still, still, right now, I've done so much work in this years of work, and I really can confidently say that I love my body, I really do. And I also, like, I, I have such respect for the amount of work it's doing in the background, you know, know, and and without literally being being consciously aware of it. And I love, you know, it's like I love that my body, you know, can move me in the ways that I can move. I love that I can feel what I feel, but it's really because I've developed this conversation with my body. Um, that is healthier than what was just than what was just given to me you know and but I still wake up, you know, I still wake up and I stand in the mirror, you know, and I feel my eyes like, you know, like follow like the soft curve of my belly and like, and I can hear these like thoughts saying like, oh, you know, I ate too much yesterday. That means I have to eat less today, you know? Um, or, and so it's like these constant things that you're, or like looking at like my the stretch marks on my thighs. I think I wrote this about this as well, but like I often, I often look at the stretch marks on my thighs and I go, and I'm just like, go like, oh, God, you know, um, I wonder. I wonder, like, I should I get bio oil because I was told, and like bio oil, very specifically, because I was told when I was thirteen that if I rubbed bio oil on my thighs, I wouldn't have stretch marks. You know, and I started to get stretch marks around this time, and it was really interesting. And I still hear that thought coming now, you know, and uh, and that's like what you know, like uh, like twenty years later, you know, that I'm still having those thoughts. So it's really interesting, you know that. We're kind of in this culture that um, is in that that teaches us, you know, and it's really it, it's business, you know, it's in the business of teaching us how to make yourself, you know, and um, where it tells you that like your identity is very much based on what you're doing as a job you know this is who you are and like think about this because you go on a date or you find, you meet someone new and you say like what do you do you know and like tell me about yourself what do you do you know like these are the first couple of questions you know or even if someone says tell me about yourself watch how you'll begin to answer with like what your job is you know as if this somehow you know makes up the person that you are but like no one will ever ask you when they first meet you like what are your passions? What are the things that, you know, make your heart be faster? You know, like, what are your hobbies? Like what, like these things like are generally kind of like secondary or tertiary questions after the big hitters, you know? And, and, and so this idea of, of unlearning shame is really about, um, of asking yourself, how do you unmake yourself? How do you unlearn the stories that have been given to you, you know? and and this is something that has to be a daily practice. And unfortunately, there's no end in sight with this practice because we as human beings are changing every single day of our lives, you know. So, um, but for me and my my ethos and everything that I do is asking myself, how do I, so not about like, how do I fix, you know, this problem, you know, but. Um, uh how do i you know how do i like i don't know like say like um how do i lose weight you know um or something like this like it's not about you know trying to fix the the issue over here but instead um or even try to fix the suffering let's say so it's not even about moving away from suffering but instead moving towards pleasure okay so as i said like not about moving away and it's really important that you hear this because it's very different okay it's like It's not about moving away from suffering. (sighs) Forget about that. It's about moving towards pleasure. Because in every moment, if you are choosing pleasure, it starts to rewire your brain. And it's happening at a physiological level. I mean, happening on so many levels like a chemical level, like a a neurochemical level. It's happening uh, at an emotional level, a mental level. And when pleasure is in your system, nothing like, uh stress can't be there you know um dis disenfranchisement can't be there um disconnection can't be there you know uh so it's always about moving yourself towards pleasure so instead of um and i I give tips on that uh post that i wrote in in on instagram about shame and i i i put them up because it's something that i get an awful lot a a lot of questions about when it comes to this work and i basically just said like right here is here is something you can do every single day that uh, here is something that you can um that you need to be vigilant of you know and it's about like how How do you learn basically another way of speaking to yourself? So catch the shame. And instead of saying, you know, oh, like, you know, I ate too much uh, yesterday. I have to, I have to suffer myself. Like I have to beat myself up today and eat less today. You know, it's not about that. It's about saying, okay, recently I haven't been doing the things that, allow my body to thrive i haven't been doing the things that allow myself to like allow me to feel good you know because we have to acknowledge shane certain times like that we you know oftentimes um there are what for whatever reason in our life you know and oftentimes it comes in moments of stress covid is was a huge example of this you know and it still is you know in this kind of fear state of uncertainty you know there are weeks you know where we eat I have them as well, where I eat more and exercise less, you know, and there are weeks where I exercise more and I eat, you know, um, well, you know, in terms of, and I say, well, in terms of the food that supports my system, you know, and allows my system to really thrive on power, you know. And so we all have these weeks that we do that, but instead of saying, oh, I gotta, I gotta kill myself here in training, you know, or I gotta like, you know, like not eat sweets, you know, for For 30 days, you know, and you put these really impossible tasks on yourself, that's you trying to move away from suffering. If you change your mindset, watch Patch Adams, by the way. Patch Adams is a great movie for this because it teaches you about that, you know. I was watching Patch Adams really recently and I was like listening to that and I was like, oh my God, I wonder was I inspired by his message as a kid? Because this is what I'm trying to teach, like to move people towards pleasure, you know, because our systems function better with pleasure. In them you know so it's about saying you know like that like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna dance today because my body wants to dance and it makes me feel good afterwards you know and sometimes it can be a task you know so it's about how do you like um how do you how do you create uh you know excitement or even tease yourself into that space you know um like you know cook a meal and put music on you know like then you'll find yourself dancing suddenly you know so it's like again it's about allowing yourself to move towards pleasure in all moments you know
0: there's so much there like i've literally been writing down like a lunatic I think the the suffering moving towards pleasure is definitely something that stick, sticks out there. Yeah. But the, the biggest thing for like anyone who's on a weight loss journey and for anyone that is kind of negative towards themselves and how they look in the mirror is what you mentioned there about that we all do it. And it is one of those negative things. It's an automatic system that our brain just goes to the negative automatically. It doesn't matter how long you've been training or whatever it may be, or it doesn't matter where you are in your journey. If you're if you have something like I was talking to one of the clients recently and she had a baby probably two years ago Mm. and like she looks incredible and then she's hung up on the mum tom and like, like to my eye I don't really see anything but to her it's like like the the mecca for her it's like she wants to get rid of that mm-hmm. but it, it's funny how we kind of hone in on the negative so easily it doesn't matter what it is whether it's sexually whether it's just in general yeah um, there's been a lot of research done on it and it's in it's it's definitely that's like on like that's 20 different episodes all together trying to hone in on that no. let alone go into uh go into and, it on it's
1: really because i mean shane like like think about this and it's what i'm trying to say like it's that over the years we have learned how to work oh one second we have learned how to work hard um, to not feel good enough we've learned this you know and so we have to learn to work hard to feel worthy you know um but and, and and we have to work hard to move towards pleasure but thankfully like it is it's the kind of hard work that's worth it you know um and and again it's again ah, oh, you know what you said shared about um uh, your client um who's who's recently pregnant I mean where does she get that idea? You know that she needs to, you know, get back to her original self straight away because, or or her former self because again, it's recognizing that who you are now—you've changed, you know—you've changed. You've actually stepped into a different phase, you know. And um, in 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 yoga, you have opened up a, a different kind of energy. So you like like for example in terms of the developmental stages energetically when we first begin to bleed this is our movement from let's say being a child into womanhood you know um when you go through the process of of uh having children you know and, and in whatever manner that is okay you don't have to actually have the birth itself you can adopt you know so it's like whatever manner when you become a mother you know you move from being a woman into motherhood you know it's a transition when we go through uh menopause as women, we move into this uh, other um, phase, which is really kind of like the let's say the wise woman. Okay. So it's it's about um and and you can be you can move into all of these. So just because you're a mother doesn't mean you're no longer a woman, you know, but it's really allowing yourself like to accept like this is an experience. Your body has changed as a result of this, you know? And uh what does it look like to honor that part of you now, you know, and that you're not losing a former version of yourself, you know. Um, It's really important to to remember that. It's that like, you know, with any experience, you actually just become larger, you know, in terms of in terms of that experience. And so, uh, again, it's I mean, who's given us when when you feel something? And I always ask, you know, it's like when I say like, you know, oh, God, like, you know, um, I don't look pretty, you know, like because these thoughts come into my head as well or, or I'm not beautiful. I always catch that thought and say, like, okay, whose thought is this? You know, is this mine? Or is it the world's, you know? Like, is this something, is this a thought that's out there all the time, just like flying around, that pops into my head at, at some, certain moments, you know? Um, and to realize, is that true, you know? um, And then, uh, yeah, and then it's asking, you know, like, it's like, who's given you the idea that you have to lose that, like your tummy straight away, you know?
0: Yeah, like, I think for a lot of people, it's kind of like, the media, it's social media, it's potentially, and uh, that has cultivated, like it's gone from kind of like the Kate Moss being kind of the thin look mm. to kind of the more curvy movement that it is on now. Yes. And being more comfortable in your own skin. So who knows what's going to be next? but you mentioned about kind of going towards the negative it's like when you go to the gym you've done more reps to in the negative and that's why it's there automatically and you just have to work a little bit harder in the gym with your head (laughs) in order to improve on that Mm. it's interesting that, like if any of my clients are listening to this you probably what you've just said there about the I've kind of talked about kind of is it a factor an opinion that comes into your head when you're tired or you're feeling lethargic or you're kind of having one of those weeks on your cycle and stuff like that Mm. kind of negative thoughts come in a bit more freely into your mind is it a fact that 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 whatever thing has come into your head about yourself or is it an opinion that you've created about yourself because you're feeling like crap yeah and more often than that they're like yeah it's complete opinion this is absolute shit so probably most of them will will relate to what you've said but potentially from hearing from a female perspective may may actually trigger them and may actually they might actually listen for once but it is it is harder to challenge the thoughts um and as you've done you you're very very in touch with your own spirituality your meditations your all that kind of stuff as well and I think a lot of people are afraid to do that because they're afraid of where their thoughts are going to go and I know myself before I started doing journaling probably three years ago I was shit scared of putting thoughts onto a page mm. and I think it's it's one of those things um like we've like I think the last question that I'm going to kind of ask you about is in relation to like one of the things I promote a lot is I never thought in my right mind would I ever be doing like three hour lectures or writing a book on female cycles at different stages and all that kind of stuff, mm. but one of the things is understanding your your cycle and can you expand on how it impacts on your your life and your drive and your sex drive and stuff like that and and that how it's not a burden,
1: yeah,, Perfect. yeah, well, I think though the thing that i would start when it comes to this question is is the same thing um that i've been saying the whole way through and it's the same thing i say with regards to sex you know are we are underwhelmed with the information that we have been given you know and so many of us remain absolutely mystified by our bodies and how they work, okay? And so when we see, you know, so many women who are, who think that they're, you know, who think that their period is a burden, um, who are, you know, worried about infertility or having problems conceiving, um, uh, who have issues with their sex drive, whether it's, you know, too high too low missing altogether you know we uh we we get given the information you know that our period is something that um is a challenge you know and so most of us because we know very little about you know how our you know uh the kind of like how our physiologic physiology works what's happening hormonally what's happening in terms of like biochemistry we uh we we remain mystified so we start making choices um about our our kind of care our menstrual care our fertility care even our libido um that uh isn't necessarily i want to say well it may have long-term repercussions OK, and also as well, this comes down to the idea that like we generally just give authority uh, authority away very quickly to people, you know, to to kind of. Fix us so to our doctors, and um, we'll just say, like, this isn't an issue, they'll say, take this, and you'll say, grand. When it comes to not understanding our bodies in terms of our sexuality or what pleasure um, looks like, we give that away to our partner for them to figure out, you know. So um, when it comes to your period, understanding understanding how you were and um, how your body works when you learn to decode your own physiology you can understand that your your body is capable of so much more than pain and exhaustion and confusion or even blame you know um because ultimately when you when you start on the premise that you are designed by nature to feel excellent every day of the month um Uh, if something is off, it means that your body is giving you a sign. Yeah. And it's like what I was saying to you at the beginning of the conversation. It's like saying, pay attention to me. So we, we get given the information just to say really quickly, that PMS is something that's normal or even expected, you know, as part of our cycle. However, PMS is not normal. PMSs are small signs. Um, I, I always like to call, I always like to say it's like a fire alarm going off on your body, you know? Um, if you have PMS, that is a sign that there is something out of balance in your system. And if you prepare, continually ignore that sign then you will uh, these small what started off something small will become much much bigger and it turns into problems like pcos like endometriosis like issues with fertility and um, issues with sex drive but generally these things start out really really small and so when you are taught how your bodies function, as I said earlier, biochemically, biohormonally, and um, you understand how to nourish them, and you understand how to nourish them on a day-to-day basis, because uh, as a woman who has an active cycle they're changing every single day. A man's hormonal cycle is 24 hours. That's their clock. Okay. And look at, look at us. We all live off that 24 hour clock and I can't go into big details, but if you, you, if you look at like in terms of a, um, 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 a a male system, okay. A male hormonal system, the testosterone levels, it's like, you know, it peaks in the morning, it sustains itself throughout the day it starts to fall off at nighttime and then sleep time is regeneration so some like very simply explained that's what that is look at that day like that's our morning time it's kind of like our afternoon daytime it's our evening time and then it's nighttime you know and so we live off this cycle and women are less inclined to understand and this is something just we're not taught it you know no, this is it's it's very new ter- territory you know um and so women have that clock not just over 24 hours it's over a month okay so we have to learn how to live in almost two different rhythms you know but when you learn how to optimize the cyclical cyclical patterns okay um you end up learning how to create a system that is functioning on power and it's one then that fuels you rather than depletes you and as with anything when you have that energy you know you and when you learn to live in that rhythm with your cycle you begin to leverage a huge amount of energy for your work for life and then for sex okay because this is also included so um I really believe that like you can change your entire relationship with your, with yourself just by changing the understanding of your body, you know? So that's something that's, that's really important to be aware of when it comes to talking about your cycle, you know? Um, and, uh, with regards to, I mean, this even affects uh you mentioned this that you that you work with this uh in terms of your clients but that um even in terms of training you know for women who are training like uh week by week we need different things based on what part of our cycle we're in you know there are parts of our month where we yeah. actually need to rest and that actually if we fight that and force it it, it might be a reason why your um your weight is is, you know, you lose a certain weight in the beginning and then you just plateau, you know, because maybe you're not giving your body enough of an opportunity to rest. Maybe you're not resting at the right times of the month, you know, and um, there are times in our month where we really need to like turn the bloody heat up, you know, and this is generally when we're ovulating, we need to get excess, get rid of excess estrogen out of our system um, and uh, and uh, to help eliminate Um, eliminate this from our body you know sweat is an incredible way to do that so you know this is generally the time of the month around your ovulation it's like we generally have more energy here anyway but this is where you want to be doing like cardio you know hit you know it's where you want to be like in a hot yoga room you know so you want to be helping your body to 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 release and detox excess estrogen from the system and if you don't over time Uh, too much estrogen like helps actually it can lead to things like pcos so it can lead i mean that's i mean it, it, it builds up you know so if you're not watching uh your body and your signs and the signs that your body is giving you then um things can become problematic but it's really also really beautiful to know that it can um be uh worked with and actually two of the most powerful things and if you're someone who's listening to this and suffers with their period two of the most powerful ways that you can get on top of your cycle is through diet and exercise yeah correct diet correct exercise and um and so it's really really beautiful you know to to um, be working with someone who understands this you know and also to educate yourself so that you're not just handing you know yourself over to somebody to be like fix me you know so uh and 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 this is really like i said this i say this all the time but that it shouldn't be an act of feminism to know how your body works this is vital you know to you know who you are as a human being you know um and uh uh yeah and so with regards to do you want to say anything there about what i'm saying so far
0: uh, no, it sounds all like it's 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 incredible like it it as you said like it is so so important i like as a male, I will never understand what goes through the body, but I can understand it from a science background. I can understand it from reading a book but I'll never understand it from a psychological background for you guys, but from training having trained hundreds and hundreds of women, I have some understanding of what you guys go through, but you're all so different, and that's the most important thing that every person or every woman. That is on this planet is so unique in how they see things at certain times how they feel at certain times how they their cravings what uh, what points can they push themselves in the gym what points they need to step back and it's so so important that you understand that but the other thing that you need to understand is that if you're potentially doing too much and not listening to your body you're going go to go the other end of the spectrum and get a menorrhea which is a lack of a cycle mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that's bugging me a lot in the industry is that that I, in the last three days, four days, I've had two messages from clients saying they've got their cycles back for the first time in like three or four years. Yes. And that's from that's from the non-regulation of this bloody industry, that there was PTs or coaches, both male and female, not understanding how the actual physiology and anatomy works and running their clients into the ground. So you have to understand your body before you potentially can let someone try to push you a little bit out of your comfort zone with your own training and your nutrition because dieting shouldn't be drastic dieting shouldn't be restrictive it should be inclusive and it should be including like my girls at team swf will know i encourage them to have chocolate every single day Mm. i value my life too much (laughs) to not give them some chocolate and and have berries and stuff like that at particular times of the month and they know that yeah but i'm always i'm always surprised that when i have kind of the, the onboarding calls the welcome calls that they, that most females don't understand. It doesn't matter what age they are, that they don't understand their bodies, mm. and that that it, it it does baffle me. It does kind of bug me a little bit that people don't understand their own bodies and don't listen to their own bodies
1: but this is again i mean it's see this is the thing like when it comes to you know uh when it comes to this situation is that like it's actually nobody's fault because it's just information that isn't out there you know it's getting out there and that's amazing and it's definitely necessary but you know um it's it's not something you know most of the time you know and this is from the time that we're kids you know we're told that we don't have the option to interact with our cycle that it's like just like hey you get cramps you can't go to school for a couple of days when your period comes this is the this these are the cards you've been dealt with you know so you just have to learn how to live with that so and this is what we've been told you know and so this is really now like and this is what I really tried to promote it's like this idea of like you know um about you know having That your that medicine of the future will be a hybrid form, you know, that you know it. You will be asked to take greater responsibility for your own health, you know, and before you go to somebody else, and that'll be this really idea of like, you know, how can you incorporate all of that, like that, you know, your own personal sense of sense sense of this is what I want, you know, this is what I need right now, um, also what you know, uh, uh. maybe a team of people. I mean this is how I worked with my body as well. It's like I didn't just listen to one person. I was like I was with like medical doctors. I was with uh functional nutritionists I was with holistic therapists, naturopaths, like literally everyone like acupuncture, anyone I could get my hands on. I was like, I need everyone to support me. And that included myself, you know, that you step up in that field as well. And you know, for me it's definitely not about blaming anybody. Like it's not about like saying, you know, like ah, you know, Like, I can't believe you don't know this. I can't believe they're not teaching that. For me, that's just, hey, that's a lack of education, that education hasn't hit them yet. So uh, and that's okay, because I it, it will, you know, the more you talk about what you're talking about, the more you work the way that you work, you know, the more uh, people hear what I'm saying, you know, like, the more it feeds, you know, into uh, into mainstream. And then and then that's when everyone knows, you know, and this is why when we talk about like these ongoing open conversations, this is why we need them, you know, and um, because this I always say, you know, like, I, I say this all the time like I came home from Asia last year and I decided I was staying in Ireland like I normally I would normally come home for a couple of months and then leave again and I decided I was staying home and I decided it in that moment so I was like if I'm coming home like I want to start like a sex positive revolution in Ireland like I want to start that and the thing about revolution is that it, it's not just one person, you know, it's a spark, you know, that basically like sets everybody else alight as well. And that it's about really, uh, it's it's community. It's about a group effort. It's like, everyone has to do their part, you know, in this. And, you know, it's like talking to your girlfriends and they're saying like, oh, I'm with this, you know, I'm, I'm doing this work, I'm with this trainer and like, can't seem to lose weight. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me, you know? And then someone's saying like, oh well I heard this podcast or you should read this book about this or have you gone over here for that and it's like this that's where conversations that's where that's where knowledge comes from you know through having these conversations so it's really really powerful you know and it's why it's necessary you know that we can't just kind of like keep shutting up about this anymore it's like you know for too long you know we've been living like this you know and I mean, with all this beautiful information that's coming out there, it's really important to uh, to share that. You know,
0: big time. I think there's like this incredible work being done over on both sides of the Atlantic. Like there's the likes of Dr. Stacy Sims over in America, who has an amazing saying that women are not small men, which she does incredible stuff on that. Um, and I rob that quote from my book, <laughs> and then there is Amelia Thompson or Dr. Amelia Thompson who's been on the podcast. She talks about it and she's an incredibly confident, incredible, incredible teacher and her definitely go and follow her stuff if you're, if she's from the UK, she's from Scotland, I think. Um, So she's definitely and there's people here in Ireland as well doing that side of stuff as well. So Jenny, last question, where can people come and find out emphasis on come about your events and find out ticket that was not intentional but I'm going to leave that in there
1: I heard like this very mild stutter around and I was like I'm going to grab that if he doesn't so it's good that he said it (laughs) okay Um, well if you too want to feel orgasmic (laughs) No, no. uh But no, how how most people find me is actually on Instagram. Um, that's where I am. Uh, right now, and I have like you know all the events are basically in the link in the bio. Um, I use Instagram as like my announcement board essentially, and um, website and everything is in the works. And I have a TikTok account actually, which I'm starting. So maybe it'll be up by the time you're finished. Um that I'm starting and I'm using it as a place where I'm going to answer people's questions because I get them <clears throat> excuse me I get them so often you know and uh in so many different ways so I'm just going to basically use it as a place to like answer people's questions so it won't be like funny dancing or that like it's just going to be like really like here 15 seconds answer the questions boom boom, boom 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 you know um so that will be hello Jenny Keen as well everything is like hello Jenny Keen, you know um and uh yeah that's where people can find me so I have like a couple of workshops, I have orgasm online for her. I have orgasm online for me, for him as well, which is gonna be starting in September. It'll be the first time that I'm um, doing it. And uh, this is really two workshops where you can, where you're learning about your own physiology, your own um, kind of gateways to pleasure, And it's really about pleasure for yourself so understanding your own body understanding maybe the things that are holding you back you know and understanding how to expand and um expand your kind of like orgasmic potential you know as well and then come together is a relationships workshop which is really about you know taking those gifts and those pleasures and then moving into that space how do you share them how do you connect and then i have a period power workshop as well which is um I mean, it's self-explanatory, period, power. <laughs> so, and I talk about all of this. So it's really interesting. It's a workshop that's really on many different levels. So it talks about the hormonal side of things. It talks about the energetic um, in terms of uh, your seasons and all this kind of stuff. It talks about sex drive. It talks about exercise. Um, and uh, yeah, and also like gives you a little bit more information about understanding, uh, you know, maybe why you're experiencing something like, you know missing periods or you know long heavy bleeds or you know all of these things so um yeah really interesting so there's loads of stuff
0: (laughs) important information jenny i cannot thank you enough i didn't realize it's going to be one of those episodes where it was going to go on for like it it flew past (laughs) and i cannot thank you enough for giving so much of your time up and i hope it gets the reaction that it deserves. Um, and I'm so, so grateful. So guys, please do head over. I'm going to put all the information where you can sign up to her workshops, the book and find Jenny on Instagram at Hello Jenny Keen. Uh, Guys, if you've enjoyed the episode at all, please do tag Jenny and I up on your stories and get the the word out there. Jenny, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you so much, Shane. <laughs>